0: Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser of Report. Hello and welcome to The Chase of Report for Friday the 4th of February. I'm Charles Firth and with me today are Gabby, John and Dom. all. Hello. Hello. And I've got some great news.
1: You always have great news.
0: Which is after the first week back on our regular schedule, yeah. we have now broadcast on Monday's episode... It was the most downloaded episode we have ever done in the history of The Chaser.
1: And I'm sure it had everything to do with us being ourselves and just doing what we normally do.
0: Well, actually, Gabby, that was the one episode that was not called The Chaser Report. We renamed it The Joe Rogan Experience.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
0: And for some reason, everybody downloaded that episode.
1: For some reason.
0: So, I kind of feel like our whole business model mm-hmm. probably be that we don't call ourselves the Chaser Report from now on.
1: Mm. I mean, I feel like the Chaser's business model is really dependent on impersonating other people. Because
0: last year, our most downloaded episode was called the Hamish and Andy um, podcast. Yeah. So I think, like, what are we going to call ourselves now? What, like, oh, what next know. week should we call ourselves?
1: I feel like in the interest of balance, considering the last one we impersonated was Joe Rogan, which is, like, you know, a filthy fucking mm. masculine male podcast, we should go for, like, something a bit more feminine.
2: Yeah. Mamma Mia. I mean, I just looked at the podcast charts on Apple, and th- two of the top four are Mamma Mia. Yeah. They've got so many. So, And they, yeah. they put up out a new Mamma Mia one every single day. So we could just get on that. I
1: can get on board call that.
2: It, Mamma Mia Gabby, Mamma Mia um, Chaser Report. It doesn't yeah. matter. Just put Mamma Mia in there. We'll do well. Yeah. Well, welcome,
0: welcome to the Mamma Mia podcast uh, for Friday, the 4th of February. Um,
2: I'm co- Mamma,
1: he's Mia. <laughs>
0: coming up on the show, John is taking a deep delve into the Boris Johnson scandal, which is sort of... Unraveling over in the UK. Nice. Yeah,
1: that'll
2: be so good. good. That'll get the true crime listeners as well. And uh, Gabby, what have you got?
1: Oh, I've just got a bit of a listicle. Um, uh, it's <laughs> oh, well that's perfect know. for yeah. Mamma Mia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, it is actually really perfect for Mamma Mia. Yeah. It's a listicle about um, things I let the feminist in me die for.
3: So. Oh. Again, perfect for Mamma Mia. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like
1: I saw it coming. <laughs>
0: An anti-feminist rant.
1: Well, not quite. But mm-hmm. we'll, I'll tell you later.
0: But first of all, let's go to Rebecca Day and Mino in the Chaser Newsroom. Oh, sorry, Mama Mia Newsroom.
4: <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Australian Olympic dodgeball team have drafted Scott Morrison into their team after recruiters witnessed footage of the Prime Minister dodging every question journalists threw at him during his National Press Club appearance. Mr Morrison told reporters that he is excited to be part of the team and hoped that training would give him a chance to dodge the few sitting days of Parliament this year. A political bombshell has been dropped on Canberra today as leaked text messages from a Cabinet minister reveal for the first time that one of Scott Morrison's colleagues can actually stand him. In the messages, the unnamed minister says that Morrison isn't too bad in small doses. Extremely small doses. Finally, after finishing their first week back at school, students around the country have begun complaining about how hard their job is. Despite having 10 weeks off per year, students claim to be constantly exhausted by how nobody sees all the extra hours they put in, stating that the job is a lot harder than the glorified adult daycare it's portrayed as. Those are the latest headlines from The Chaser Report. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno, and that's one week down... 51 more to go.
0: John Delmenico has been delving deep into UK politics and John Boris Johnson, he's in trouble.
3: Yeah, shockingly there is corruption scandals going on in other countries as well. All oh, right. Complete surprise Boris Johnson has been caught in some trouble. It was revealed that during the British lockdown that there was parties thrown in 10 Downing Street.
0: Yeah, and the, and it was a pretty brutal lockdown, wasn't it? This was the lockdown where you couldn't go to funerals, weddings were banned. You literally couldn't leave your home.
3: Yeah, and unlike Australia, they actually defined what an essential worker is over there. Oh, so good it you. was very specific of who could leave the house and who couldn't.
0: And so did, did they did They say you're not allowed to hold large parties? Was that one of the rules? Yeah, that was
3: specifically a rule. <laughs> so Boris Johnson has since come out and he denied the parties existed. Mm. And then when media started running some of the evidence that parties existed, yeah. Boris has claimed that he was at the parties, but mm. he didn't realise they were parties until... After it was in the media.
1: No, see I understand where this is coming from. Mm. I know where this is coming yes. from. Because to somebody like Boris Johnson, yes. the days of Eton, yes. seeing somebody like David yeah. Cameron allegedly fuck a pig, that's a party. Yeah. Yes. Like maybe maybe he didn't know they were parties because he didn't by comparison, you know, they were a lot more chill. Maybe he just thought it was like You know, the same way I think of a cheese and cracker gathering with four people.
2: Maybe it's like my experience where I walk into a gathering of people and then suddenly the buzz is killed (laughs) and whatever was happening before is finished.
1: Yeah, been there.
2: (laughs) Is it just that they drink
0: so much at work?
2: The (laughs) The, tolerance
0: is. You can't really (laughs) distinguish between a normal (laughs) work day.
2: I can imagine that. I, I also particularly like the report where... Um, his partner, like, you know, Carrie, the woman who worked for him and who he impregnated and married and be in a Bunaby Joyce a moment She yeah. did a surprise birthday cake So
3: she basically mm. was like, surprise, have a massive political scandal for your birthday, Boris So since the party started, they've done investigations into said parties mm. The Ministerial
2: Code says that ministers who knowingly mislead Parliament will be expected to
1: offer their resignation Does the Prime Minister believe that applies to him?
2: Prime Minister, Mr Speaker, of course, but let me tell the House uh, that I think he's inviting a question about uh, an investigation, which as you know, Mr Speaker, I can't uh, comment.
3: Right. So that was the day that it was reported that he was going to be, a vote of no confidence was going to be called. But so now the report has come out, Mm. sort of, in that a much shortened version of the report has come out. That does state that it is difficult to justify any of the behavior and that it is the fault of a failure of leadership. However, the other big point of the report is that it is not a meaningful report because of so because so much of the report had to be redacted because of the police investigations. So wait, hang on, what are the police investigations? Because they broke lockdown and there are other and there's reports that there's other potential criminal behavior as well. Like what? Well, no one knows yet we because don't there's know. Re- there's redacted it was, stuff. To, to Charles, it was redacted. So These were
0: illegally good parties, were they? Is well, the suggestion that there were lots of, the, of drugs or something? Well, is that no one, what's going one knows on?
3: what the thing is. But one of the demands that was that the police weren't allowed to ask the police. I think what I happened? know.
1: I think I know what's happened here. So it's got a snout, it <laughs> oinks, and it has four legs. Oh, Ooh. it's the squeakle!
0: Oh no. Uh, it's it's Black Mirror,
2: <laughs> of course, all over it's, again. Yeah. Of course, it's a it very is. special Begets episode life. of Peppa Pig.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have some of the details of what has come out. Mm. So the amount of evidence that's been given to the people who wrote the redacted report and to the police has been 500 written documents, oh my god, and 300 photos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 why, why, what? What is going on?
3: That is, um, so like Dom hinted at before, there was a birthday cake, but it's also been revealed one of the parties was a birthday party at for Boris Johnson at his mm. house. But again, he didn't know it was a party. A birthday party was hey, a Hey, you know,
2: party.
1: I don't to that though because there <laughs> yeah. are a few birthday parties I've had over the years that about four drinks well, in, I wasn't aware it was a birthday party for me either.
0: Well, Dom had a birthday party last week and that mm. was a great party. Dom couldn't make it because he was in self-isolation.
1: <laughs> Happy birthday, but it was a Dom.
2: Real, it was, I've been meaning we to tell you. We had a great you. time. Yeah. yeah, We took about 300 photos. Yeah, The really thing that baffles me about this is that there have been so many embarrassing revelations. Like at the point where he had to apologize to the queen for having not one but two parties that he attended the night before prince philip's state funeral mm. a funeral at which she observed the rules so carefully that she sat by herself mm. Mm. during the funeral of her husband and he's still there He's just breezing through it. This man is completely teflon.
3: So there was um, one other bit of evidence that's coming out that staffers were told to fill suitcases with supermarket alcohol.
2: What's supermarket alcohol,
1: as opposed to regular? What no, no, like not in, the good stuff? In yeah, no,
0: in the UK, that's where you buy your alcohol. Yeah, so they, it's just like so, mix why of did, the milk.
3: why why specify it? Well, I'm assuming they just meant that they didn't want any like expensive brands or whatever.
0: Man. I love it because it so shows the intent is to deceive, isn't it? The, yeah. Well, the there was
3: police like the, there was police at 10 Downing Street the entire time because that's how oh, they protected yeah. it. Yeah, at and the front th- so they got a the, bobby all the those time. Those are specifically yeah. the police officers that uh, the the Johnson government tried to get banned from being able to give their statements to the police or the report which obviously got overturned because they are key witnesses and whether or not there was multiple people at the building.
0: Because I think the thing is that, you know, sure, you know, parties when there's lockdown and people are prevented from going to funerals or seeing their loved ones for the last time before they die, all that sort of stuff, terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, really bad. But on the other hand, holding parties, you know, if this brings Boris Johnson undone, Compare that to what Tony Blair did. Like it's he gift. was a war criminal who led to the deaths of th- tens of thousands of Iraqis. Kind of thing. And the
3: balance of things. Yeah. Not too bad. You're not the only person in the media saying that this is actually really a good thing. Most of the world is being very negative, Nancy, about this whole corrupt parties thing. But luckily the Australian has come forward and said all the stars have aligned for Boris Johnson to stay in power as their headline. I read the piece. It's um an interesting take on whether or not corruption's bad.
1: I'm so, <laughs> well, no, <but> <laughs> so shocked.
0: Well, no, but that's good because it shows that the monarch and, and ruler of the UK, <laughs> Rupert Murdoch, <Yeah>. has, uh, <laughs> has given Boris Johnson his blessing. <laughs>
4: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Now, Gabby, mm.
0: you've been strutting around the office, looking very, very. Uh-oh. Go on. What's the
1: word?
2: Hey,
1: <laughs> and Complaint uh, ready to happen. I'm ready. Charles
2: yeah. Firth, the floor is yours. <laughs> looking very, very. How Peter Van Onselen do you want to get at this point? <laughs> Wonderful and thoughtful Ooh. Ooh. in your in your
0: brain.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it's because of the tumor. But um, I um, <laughs> I've come to the realization that the media isn't about feminism anymore every time somebody talks about a feminist ideology it's all oh can we just go back to enjoying things so I've decided if you can't beat them, join them. You know, much like my environmentalism, my activism, and a cheeky dormant pulmonary embolism, I sometimes find it hard to stay a hundred percent loyal to my feminist ideology. So to deal with the guilt, I thought I'd use this platform to just get this list off my chest. And if you don't like this segment, um, you're sexist. Sorry, I don't make oh, the rules. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: but wait a minute. This is a list of reasons why you are secretly sexist. Well, uh, we're sexist if we don't like it.
1: Look, it's a little more nuanced than that. a Little oh, okay. less surface level. The list yeah. is called "Things I Let the Feminist." in me die for. Um, so right. the reason I will give up T- that ideology. Temptations. yeah,
3: the,
0: yeah, kind the,
1: of like guilty pleasures, yes. but like if I had to like give up everything I was to enjoy them. Um, so okay. yeah, so I've got this list. It's, it's quite specific and, and I don't know, save your questions to the end. I don't really know how this is going to go. Uh, so <laughs> the first thing is my enjoyment of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer films. I know Judy Garland was methed out out of her mind against her will and everyone was racist, but the pretty, pretty clothes and the pretty, pretty sing songs. I really like mm. them sometimes. Uh, the next one is the three minutes and 19 seconds of the song Misery Business by Paramore. I really am, quote, just a whore and nothing more for that <laughs> banger. Uh, the third thing is Spanx. It's oppressive, it's painful, but it makes my ass look incredible. So I will continue to <laughs> choke on my feminism yeah. to wear them. Uh, the next one is any Hallmark movie ever.
2: Really? Where do you get Hallmark movie? Oh. Is this like The Notebook?
1: No, no. Hallmark movies are like C-grade love rom-coms. Mm, I don't know wow. why a highly paid lawyer would give it all up to build an inn in the middle of bumfuck and there just happens to be an incredibly attractive ripped handyman that goes from enemy to a lover in literally four scenes. It's unrealistic. It's very gatekeep gaslight girl mm. boss, but I'd be lying if I didn't learn the true meaning of Christmas every time I watched uh, one. Uh, fuck the first person you meet when you move to a new city. Uh, the next one is John Mayer's early 2000s catalogue. Fuck him. Fuck what he did to Taylor Swift, but Neon fucking snaps. Oh, now come on. Uh, I cried at those (laughs) songs on the train. Like th- I can't admit that to anyone. So no. I'm glad that I'm getting this off my yeah. chest. Um, the next one is vodka cruisers and Ruskies. I don't know why it's only grown up if you can taste the alcohol. I kind of love that I can drink what tastes like four passionas owners and get fucked. Um, ha- hang on.
0: How is that not? Fe- why is that not feminist? I love a good Rusky.
1: Because like it's become like this feminine trait. If you drink like a fruity drink that you oh, can't taste the alcohol so in. So as a yeah. feminist, you want to like, I can yeah. down six
0: beers. I hate that. I hate that,
1: um, that trope so much. The next one is eating yogurt with the smallest spoon I can find. It just just feels dainty and I feel like I'm betraying myself every my day I
0: wife, do it. My wife does that as well. It's a thing. And she says she eats it uh, with a small spoon because then she gets to feel like she's eating more. Yeah. Which yeah. makes no sense.
1: But it's also like why should we have to feel like that? The next one is early 2000s tampon commercials. Sure, the women have no discernible personality or nuance, but they can ride a horse on their period, and for that, I mean, they're living life. I wish I could do that. That was good stuff. They told me
2: that periods were blue.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, we have alien fucking liquid (laughs) within us. Uh, The next one is having fun looking after young children. Kids would ruin my life and increase my carbon footprint by a mile, but for those four-ish or so hours, call me mummy. Going to weddings. (laughs) Fuck yeah. You honour, love, and obey and I'll be at the open bar having the best night of my fucking life. Do you cry at weddings? No. I do. Oh, unless I get so drunk that I can't stand and then I'm crying because I don't know where my fucking feet are from my hands. But apart from that, no, not at all. Uh, the next one that I find I, I give away being a feminist for is sex with a man. Uh, the next one is playing as Princess Peach <laughs> in Mario Kart. Yeah, she's easily the worst playable character, but for her aesthetics, she's always on point. So I always pick her and I don't know why. It's not a functional choice. Uh, the next one is wishing we'd bring back sectioning women when they have an emotional outburst. Sometimes I actually wouldn't mind being stuck by myself in a locker room um forcibly (laughs) and then the last one is asking literally any question ever i just choke on my feminism to ask anyone how to do anything (laughs) (laughs) none of this is backed by science or theology uh it's just
0: (laughs) so wait a minute like asking a question is not feminist is it what is that
1: Yeah, I shouldn't have to ask for anything. I shouldn't have to ask a question about anything. If I want to use that sound desk, I don't want to ask you. Yeah, you just just a, I just I wanna know.
0: Bad joke, a girl Charles. Boss yeah. Of Charles.
1: Yeah, and so every day I'm just yeah. just denying oh, who I am.
0: You're such a feminine minnow.
1: <laughs> well, it's the same way I call myself environmentalist and then get a plastic ten cent bag every time I fucking go shopping. So, you know.
3: Craig, if you listen to that, that was a joke.
1: Yeah, it was a joke. Ha ha Craig.
0: That's all we've got time for this afternoon. Oh no. That's all that we've got time for today. Uh, our Hang gus- on a
2: second, Charles. I want to hear your list of the things where you break your feminism.
1: Oh, actually, no. You could choke on your masculine.
3: I don't song. think... I think like this part of the episode <laughs> is oh, always where like- Ch- where Gabby lets her feminism die because she lets Charles talk on her behalf.
1: Yeah, pretty much. What? Being here okay. daily is me choking Gabby, on
3: my feminism.
0: Gabby, you do, <laughs> you do the outro. You feminist icon you. <laughs>
1: Uh, that's about all we got time for this afternoon. I'm actually talking this time because after the last feminist segment, I think Charles felt a bit bad. So that's that's good, <laughs> isn't it, Charles? I'm just
0: – I don't want to – No, don't I wa- talk. I want to be an ally.
3: Why did you point to me when you Shush. said that? Daddy's <laughs> talking. This, this <laughs> conversation
1: is not passing the Bechtel test. Um, anyway, uh, our gear is from Rode Microphones. It looks very phallic, so they might want to work on that. And we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. You See you up. tomorrow if I still have a job. <laughs>